Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode. And today we're going to ask the question, should I loosen up my art style? But before we get onto that, we want to say a big thank you to our latest Kofi supporters, Marcia Furman, Joanna Brown, Louise Teal and Gabriella Pop. Yeah, we always really appreciate your support. Not only does it help us towards the cost of running Kicking the Creatives, and that helps us keep doing what we do, but also shows that you like what we do. So a big thank you to you all. And just a quick reminder that Let's Face It 2022, that's the portrait painting course where I'm a guest teacher. That's now available to buy a pre, I think they call it a pre-sale opening price. Um it's for $99 at the moment. It's a year-long course with 27 different teachers, including me, and they're each teaching their different styles, and I think you get a lesson a week. Anyway, if you're interested, the link is kickinthecreatives.com forward slash let's face it. Now, that is an affiliate link, and that means that we get a commission that helps support what we do at Kick and Creatives if you use the link. Yeah, that, well, that would be great if you would use a link. <laughs> And, and Tara, you actually did that course, didn't you, a few years ago yourself? Yeah, I think about two or three years ago, I, I really fancied trying it. And as I've said before, I don't actually follow step by step these courses, but I use them to get inspiration. Mm. And it was just great seeing so many different people draw faces in so many different ways. Yeah, so interesting, isn't it? And and I think that's what I like about our Let's Face It challenge um, on Instagram. It's just like well, Let's Face It challenge. Then... I mean, and not, I don't mean the Let's Fantastic Face It Challenge. Friday. Fantastic Friday, sorry. I've got Let's Face It on the brain now. Yeah, our Fantastic Friday Challenge on Instagram. You've got like one face and hundreds of people just drawing it in completely different styles. It's it's so cool. It's so cool to watch. Anyway, we also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media. And as always, there are tons of people I'd love to mention, but of course, can't mention everyone. Uh, a few that I will mention, Mari McSween. So she has been drawing a postage stamp every day for the Quick Kick October Challenge. Now, Tara, I don't know if you know this. Does she collect stamps or something? Well, I asked her this because I've actually got her down as mine because you didn't tell me who you were talking I about. I stole yours. Sorry. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so, yeah, I asked her about this and, she, and she, she does have a collection of stamps, but she says it's more because of the pictures rather than the that she collects stamps if you know what I mean she just yeah. likes them as items I think so yeah yeah they've been really cool though they're all so different I've really enjoyed those and her line works really nice on those isn't yeah. it as well she's awesome yeah yeah also roving jay I haven't stolen another one have I no <laughs> oh good good I have never seen so many bums every day we are faced with a new bum and I can't help but smile when I see them so what she's doing is she's doing beach bums so she's basically drawing a bum a beach bum um every single day in October and they are so funny I mean funny in a good way do you know what I mean they're really really good drawings and uh yeah she's really making me chuckle with those you've obviously I I don't know who hasn't seen those (laughs) everyone would have seen those (laughs) no you literally can't miss them they're great 
Um, also, Gabriella Pop. Please tell me you didn't have her as well. No. <laughs> so she has been doing the um, Quick Kit Challenge as well. She's been drawing faces every day using like a toned, like a buff background, um, using sort of like a, a black pen, but then adding some white, you know, some white gel pen, I presume, or chalk or something, or pastel or something like that. And she's she's been doing um, like a face in blind contour, and then she does it again, like in a continuous line. And then she does like a, a a drawing that she would do in her normal style underneath. And they are really eye-catching. I found those quite inspiring, actually. Have you seen those? Yeah, and I really like the fact she's doing it on that grey paper. Because I think that yeah. just works so well, doesn't it? It really, really does. What about you then, Tara? What's caught your eye? Well, I've only got one now because we usually do two and you've nicked one of mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. I've got Imaginings by Karen, yeah. and she's been drawing her dog every day. And I know she's absolutely mad on her dog. Her dog's called Summit. But I really love one that she did with the foreshortened nose because they just look so cute when you take a photo of a dog like that. And she's drawn it so Summit's nose is really big and then, you know, the face goes a little bit smaller. Aww. But, yeah, it's so lovely. Are they the ones in the graphite pencil? Yes, yes. yes yeah. pencil. Oh, I've seen those, yeah. They what are did cute. You- Watched yesterday, the, the face was so close. I said, "You must be kissing the dog." As she drew that one, honestly, <laughs> right in her face. Aww. Anyway, what is new with you? Well, we have recently just been on the first sketching trip together for well since before lockdown, haven't we? Because obviously lockdown happened. We were sketching. Um, you know, fairly regularly together in London, or we were kind of trying to do it once a month, weren't we? At one point, and then it of course, really happened, though, did it? no, but it certainly happened probably every sort of I don't know twelve weeks or something. We'd we'd meet up, wouldn't we? Maybe yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, and yeah, so we'd meet in London and we'd go out sketching, and we met in Brighton once, didn't we? That was fantastic. And then, you know, we had this global pandemic <laughs> came for a visit, and we could not do it anymore. So we haven't been out together sketching for probably since 2019 so this was our first one together and boy we both felt very out of practice didn't we oh yeah definitely because I haven't even done like you I don't think I've really done hardly any you know myself either of that mm. sort of sketch urban sketching because mm. I mean with the pandemic you couldn't even really go and sit because we like drawing people there's no people what's there people outside you know, there'd be odd odd people popping out, but they'll all be wearing masks. It's not quite the same. No, that's so true. And, you know, it's a very, very different thing. Sitting in your studio or your house or wherever, drawing from a photo or, you know, drawing your cups and whatever's in front of you. It's, it's very different going out and drawing moving targets <laughs> from life, you know. And what I found, what I found really interesting, because I remember... The last time I think we went, was it when we did the Trafalgar Square drawings and things like that? I don't know. And in Brighton, I just didn't feel hesitant at all. It just I just dived straight in, had no, you know, hesitancy at all. I was just excited to open the page and start sketching. Whereas this time, I felt like I had that hesitancy back. And that, you know, that shows, doesn't it? You know, use it or lose it. You've got to do these things and you've got to do them regularly. So, yeah, it's nice to actually be able to do it again. And it, it might take a bit of time to get that, you know, confidence back into just going for it. Um, yeah, I don't think we helped ourselves really either, did we? Because we started off in that park 
and that was probably the worst place we could have started because everybody was moving so much you got people walking dogs and you people um playing sport whereas if 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 we'd have gone to a cafe or somewhere where people were fairly static Mm. it would have been a lot easier and yeah there, there we were trying to catch people walking along in the park not an easy <laughs> not an easy task it's all right if they're walking away because you they just stay the same shape they just get a bit yeah. smaller <laughs> yeah. or even if they're walking towards you but it's when they're jogging past or something and yeah but that it was still a lot of fun it was really nice to get together again and um yeah so that was cool and it's nice to know we can now do it although now we did get a bit cold didn't we because obviously this was sort of um towards the end of October so it was just starting to get a bit chilly um but next time I think we'll do it in the spring won't we yeah definitely wait till the spring what about you Um, what is new with you well obviously like you I've been on a sketching trip (laughs) have you who did you go with also, though, uh, we haven't told anybody that we watched ourselves t- together, didn't we? On mm-hmm. we'd done the Adobe Max. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, you can go and watch it again. Adobe Max 2021. We did a well, they called it we were speakers, but basically they videoed us for the day, and w- that was shown live for the first time last night. So we sat there on Skype, the two of us, head in hands. But you, <laughs> you were head in hands, weren't you? <laughs> watching it at the same time just not knowing what to expect and it's it's quite cringeworthy when you're watching yourself like I'm looking at the angles I'm like oh why did you shoot me from the side you've got my chin in my double chin I don't like it and uh, yeah so we watched that but we, we were overall quite pleased weren't we yeah I think I think um it's quite funny actually because how long did it take us tara and how many conversations did it take us to decide whether or not we were going to watch it at all <laughs> yeah i know and then in, in the end i said uh, you know we're gonna have to watch this because this is how you learn um if somebody was to ask us to do something like this again then obviously you learn by watching what you would have done differently and things like that so we decided to the best way to do it was, was to go on skype and watch it together and that way we could sort of we're in it together kind of thing so we did and um it was yeah I I think what we were what we didn't want is to come across as these very serious you know art arty people who are um you know really in the know and all this because that's not what we're about is it we we like to think we don't take ourselves too seriously and we are all about the art that is for everyone and we don't like the kind of snobbery part of it do we and and yes yeah, so overall I think it captured us for exactly how we are really I hope I hope yeah yeah I think they did really yeah. well with it and it's amazing how like we were there all day so they were shooting video you know most of the mm. day <laughs> you've got like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah I know well yeah I mean we always knew it I was I actually thought it's gonna be about an eight minute video but it was yeah. actually longer than I thought in fact we when we were started to watch it last night we were like do you know what they, it might be that they haven't showed us at all they've just thought no those two are rubbish <laughs> cut <Yeah>. them out <laughs> and then I said oh no if they do they'll probably do two minutes or something but no they didn't they did a lovely video how they put it together was brilliant it really was God, so. it must take so much thinking to putting that together because if you've got like hours of film footage which which they would have because they've got so many different angles as well Mm. can you imagine deciding what to use 
Well, we know, we know, don't we, just how much time it can take to stick a, a YouTube video together. Oh, yeah. You know, just a five-minute YouTube video together. So, yeah, I mean, that was actually, it was quite eye-opening, wasn't it? How yeah, it How much work goes into it. And it does make me think, oh, there are, it's really great how, you know, you can really, um, the way that you can put a video together doesn't have to be quite so um, fluid. You could kind of, yeah they they did real layering didn't they which yeah. I thought was really interesting yeah it, if you can imagine like when we were talking about something and being filmed on something that might not have been where they put the voice over that bit of footage it was over a different bit of footage which I thought yeah. was just so good it must be fascinating to learn how to do that yeah yeah so uh yeah we need to sort of um get going on our YouTube channel again don't we because we, yeah. well, we we've been building kicking the creatives for a long time and it's time consuming so you know we did loads of youtube videos which are out there and um and we had to kind of like put that on the back burner for a bit while we worked on other things and on content and things for things for the website and things like that but um yeah we we, we want to do some more videos so uh hopefully that should that should wake up again soon we were worried actually though as well weren't we <clears throat> that we were being too silly on those videos so, I think <laughs> you were. I, mean, I, I was, yeah. I haven't talked to you about other bit of news, which is not oh, really news. Go on, no, 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 it's not really news. <laughs> what okay. it is, is I've, been, I've been working on my website again. God, oh. I hate working on websites. Oh, it's horrendous, isn't it? It's just one of those jobs that you put off because you know it's going to be trouble. But anyone, anyone else who's going to do it, I, I've used this, I've changed this new hosting, which is called Cloudways. And I, I don't recommend it unless you're quite techy, because, oh my God, it's quite complicated. But I've been setting up this website for a while, but now I've added WooCommerce. Have you heard of that? Nope. Well, it's a plugin. If anyone uses WordPress, there's a, a free plugin called Work, WooCommerce that lets you set up a shop on WordPress. Oh, okay. So I've been adding that to try and add i've got all prices now my work and then there's a, a site called fine art america where you can sell prints of your work and you can actually import the code from there into your website i'm getting geeky now look import the code into your website so you can actually it actually looks like you're selling the prints yourself okay, if that makes sense yeah and, I, and I, <laughs> it's quite funny because i said to you yesterday didn't i got a newsletter today and I thought what's this I didn't think we had a newsletter due out yet <laughs> and it's obviously your newsletter from your yeah. website so and it just looks the same because <laughs> I've, I've used the same sort of template yeah exactly because <laughs> it's easier <laughs> so that was cool no I was not it was, it was great reading your news not that I knew everything already but <laughs> yeah you did, didn't you? yeah <laughs> so um shall we get on to today's uh topic yes let's go for it Okay, so today we're asking the question, should we loosen up our art style? And um, this is a subject that I really wanted to talk about because, you know, it's something I felt was almost forced on me when I started. And I ended up so sick of hearing those words, loosen up, loosen up, loosen up. I mean, you know, why, why should I, why should I loosen up if, if I don't want to, you know? And um, particularly remember when I was doing my art course, and my tutor, he used to flick through my work every week, again and again. He just flicked through, just poo-pooing. It felt like poo-pooing everything that I'd done, every piece of work that I put so much time and effort into. He'd just flick past them like they were nothing. And then um, one particular assignment I had was to sketch a room in the house, 
And this was at the point, I think, where I'd kind of stopped enjoying the course um, altogether. In fact, I'd almost in, stopped enjoying the art process altogether because I already knew that he would hate it. Um, so at that point, I was almost at that I don't care anymore point. So I decided to just turn it on its head a bit and deliberately create the worst possible drawing I could just to see what his reaction was to that. <laughs> and it's <quite> funny <laughs> because at the time, this is going back a, a long time. So my now very grown up and engaged son um, was around seven, probably. I don't know. Yeah, around that, maybe eight. And he had absolutely soaked the bathroom. Um, he'd just been in the bath, he'd been making tidal waves and they'd been all over the floor. And I went in there, I was like, oh, Charlie, you, you dumped the bathroom. And um, I thought, oh, actually, do you know what? I've just found the inspiration for my next assignment. So I thought, I'm going to draw this wet bathroom with a bit of guidance thrown in by Charlie. And um, so I said, Charlie, just stay in the bath and um, I'm going to do some drawing and you're going to let me know what you think of it. So he stayed in the bath and he watched me as I I drew the sink on the wall um, without paying any attention whatsoever to perspective. In fact, I think the sink was so off that it wouldn't have even been attached to the wall if it was actually a real <laughs> sink. And... Um, then I let Charlie splash the paper with water, which he was delighted about. <laughs> I grated then some soft brown pastel over the wet bits. And I added some splashes of kind of brown watercolor along the top. And then I picked the paper up and I kind of let it drip all down the page. I mean, from start to finish, this thing probably took 10 minutes. And it was hideous. <laughs> I thought, oh, it's absolutely hideous. And when I was done, I said to Charlie, what do you think then, Charlie? And he said, mummy, that's rubbish. <laughs> and I said, brilliant. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. And um, so that was that was fine anyway. I, the rest of my work I was doing as I normally would. I'd be taking care with it and, you know, putting a lot of time and effort into it. So anyway, the next time I went in to see my tutor, because we have these face-to-face -face sort of um, sessions where he goes through my work and critiques and whatnot, and he did his usual, and he was flicking through my drawings, um, you know, yeah, mm, 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 no reaction particularly to any of them, until he reached that one, which I imagined he would say, what on earth is that? <laughs> what were you thinking? But he didn't. He said... Um, Aha! Uh -huh. <laughs> now that, <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. You know, finally, <laughs> finally no. you've got it. So my thoughts were at that point, I thought, you know what then? That basically means that if I want my art degree, I could actually do this in under a year as long as I do everything like that. Um, but then to me, you know, what, what would be the point? I wouldn't have learned anything that I wanted to. And I'd have just ended up with a portfolio by an artist who just wasn't me. And that's when I made the decision, you know, art school is, is just not for me. Not for me at all. But, you know, I don't know if I've told you this, Tara. You've not told me that story. I can't believe you haven't told me that story. I'm sure I've told you that you story. Haven't. No. Have I not? No. Oh, my God. I can't believe I haven't told you that story. How is that possible? Oh, I don't I mean, know. You talk so much, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Tara, I can't believe I've not told you that. So, so okay. So, what do you think about that story? First of all, well, I thought it was I thought it was great what you did, and I would have expected him to like it. 
not like you were saying you thought he'd say it's pants. You just know he's going to like it, don't you? <laughs> Do you know what the interesting thing was, though, is that obviously that was the turning point for me where I thought, you know, not for me. This is not. For, if this is what it's like. If all I have to do is, is that. I'm not saying that that's, you know, everyone throws stuff on the page for an art degree. I'm not saying that. Please don't think that at all. But in, it just in my head, I thought, well, I don't even have to try that. <laughs> I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn how to actually paint, you know. Um, but interesting, I bumped into him a few months later in Debenhams um, in Eastbourne, where I was at the time. And you know what? It was so funny because I was on the the uh, escalator and suddenly I, I heard, uh, Sandra, Sandra, Sandra Busby, is that you? And I was like, <laughs> oh, who's that? And it was it was my old tutor. And he was so lovely and he was so interested in what I was doing. And he asked how I was and he wanted to see the art I was doing at the time and do you know what? Aside from saying how much he really liked where my art was going, which I was nearly fell over backwards when he said that, but he also said something else that was really interesting to me. And he said, um, hats off to you, he said. You know, I, I admire an artist who just knows who they are. And he said that his job was to basically push people out of their comfort zone but that some people just know what they want and I don't know if it's maybe because I was an older student I don't know but after that conversation I kind of understood his own point of view and his methods of teaching whereas about the time I just thought it was bonkers yeah I guess what he wanted he wanted you to try working yeah. differently so yeah. you could dismiss it yeah which I did <laughs> yeah no but I guess that's what yeah. he was going for because you yeah. might have tried that Mm. And you might have loved it. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I might yeah. might well have done. But it was almost like I found this new respect for him as an art tutor and why he taught the way yeah. he taught. And he had a respect for me because I just knew where I wanted to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it was really nice, actually, to sort of um, meet him not as a tutor anymore, but someone who was just talking about his perspective as an a, you know just a normal artist which was lovely what were but, you painting at the time when you met him again were you painting when I met him clubs? again no no I was actually painting the bears I did um this is going back a long time when I was painting vintage or antique teddy bears at the time which is not what I do now at all but I was doing them in very I was I was learning those old master techniques you know, the, uh, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted it was a strong lighting, wasn't it? it was very kind of strong, the, yeah. very strong lighting. Things like um, antique teddy bears sitting on, you know, antique books with gold gilding and, on a, you know, um, yeah, there's one with a glass decanter, which I think was one of those paintings actually that made me realise, oh, I really like painting glass. Um, one with a magnifying glass, I think as well which again I really enjoyed that so um but those paintings taught me so so much and that was what I was doing at the time so obviously he was looking at those and he he genuinely really liked them which was lovely yeah but you know I, I suppose my point is if, if you're thinking that you should loosen up or you you know you should quotations loosen up I think the first question you need to ask yourself is why why do you think you should loosen up so yes lo- loose art is absolutely beautiful but you should not loosen up your art just because someone has told you to or that you think you should because you know other artists are doing it that way so you should you know 
it'll most likely happen naturally over time anyway. And in my experience, it's not something that should be forced, particularly because art should always reflect your personality. So it's so much more important to create art in a way that comes naturally from you. Otherwise, you, you can't say it's genuinely a piece of your own work because it's something you've had to force from a place that doesn't feel like something that comes naturally do you see what I mean I do I also do think I do see the tutor's point in some ways I also think it's wrong not to encourage what you like to do yeah but I do see the point that sometimes you have to push someone out of their comfort zone Mm. because until they've been pushed out of their comfort zone they don't like know if they like being outside of their comfort zone if you know what I mean yeah yeah I think at the time I just I just wasn't getting what do you mean loosen up I didn't get what he he meant. I understand perhaps if he'd have said, okay, now I want you to try. To set you an exercise. Basically, yeah. you need to set you an exercise. A bit like when you handed me that chunky marker and I looked yeah. at you as if you were completely mad. Yeah. Um, now, if he'd have said, okay, yeah, that lovely drawing you've just done, now I want you to try and draw that We're using this massive chunky marker. I could kind of get that. But I think it was those two words, loosen up. And for me, I just thought, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Have I got to just scribble my lines? And and I wasn't understanding. No direction. You need direction, basically. Yeah, I probably needed him not to say the words loosen up, but say, okay, now try it using this tool. Now try it using a twig. Now paint this with a mop (laughs) or whatever. Yeah, you had a hang up, didn't you, on loosen up, basically. Such a hang up, a real hang up. Yeah. Well, I I love, as you know, I love working loosely. There's nothing mm. I like more than to work completely freely without having too much of a plan. Yeah. But I have a little bit of a battle with myself because sometimes I like the things that I draw more that are more controlled. Right. Which is a complete battle in your head because I like the process of being really, really loose. And yet I like the results more when I'm more controlled. So right. I don't know what, what you get out of that one. So, so for example, what, what I mean by that is when I do the faces, the very colourful faces with a big eye, mm. I would call those controlled. I know they're not like your, they're not like your fine art when, you know, you're being really detailed and precise. But for me, that's quite controlled. It's not loose. I'm not, I'm not just throwing stuff around on the page. You know, I've not got a wet crayon and, letting things happen and I like the look of those but I don't find that as fun as if I was waving white crayon (laughs) around the page (laughs) so so there is there is that thing where even though I like being loose I might not necessarily always like the results I do do sometimes and you also get the opposite thing where I get really frustrated that I can't be neat Mm. so if you ask me to draw something with beautiful flowing lines, it, it's literally not going to happen unless I draw it about 100 times and trace over it and over it on a light box because right. I just I just can't work that way. I guess probably because I haven't had, had the training or, or whatever for, for doing that, but also I get really bored. If I'm working like that, I get, I get so bored. So I've had to come to the terms with the idea that it's pointless me trying to be neat and I know that sounds weird, but 
it's one of those things where it was pointless for him to keep saying telling you to loosen up it's pointless to tell me to be neat yeah because I just don't enjoy it and I would need to be told I would need to be set an exercise almost like you're saying where someone says to me I want you to draw that but I want you to only use one line you know what I mean yeah that would need to be my exercise so like you say I think it's just about not trying to be something you're not you know if you have to try too hard it's just not going to work you have to do what feels natural to you and, and that may change a bit over time because you know when you start in the beginning that's not where you may end up in a few years I mean I used to paint those traditional watercolors you know when I was about 15 if you yeah. asked me to do one of those now I would cry I would literally cry. I would just find it so tight and so boring. But, you know, if you do try something new, like if you are prepared to try an exercise or do something, don't give up on it too quickly. So you did that one weird bath thing, (laughs) (laughs) experiment. But maybe you should have tried that two or three times. Yeah. Maybe. And, <laughs> no, I, I'm not mean that. I don't mean quite as extreme as that. But. Oh, no, I've gone further than that since then, haven't I? For one of our YouTube videos, didn't I actually do some sketching in the shower while I was actually showering? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you did some drawing on the bath as well. Yeah, but drawing I, on the I toilet. Just... <laughs> oh, no, no, that was a different one. <laughs> yeah, but you can't give up too quickly, can you? So no. if, you, if you are going to try something, like you're going to try and loosen up, it's not a case of, okay, I'm going to draw this and it's going to be loose. It, it's a case where you have to keep giving those things a go. It's, it's like practice, like anything else, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It is. I, 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 and the main, main thing I think you've said there is it, it can happen over time naturally, which, is, which will happen. It's about not pushing things um, or not feeling you have to push things anyway. I mean, yeah. another thing, beginner artists and even more experienced artists Um, will often do is that they'll feel that they need to follow a trend so let's go back to the impressionist movement then so loose art then became this new and beautiful thing but it did take a long time to be accepted in the art world didn't it yeah didn't they have to go and form their own group or something yeah they they did because you know all of the the big arty people for want of a better (laughs) this is how my lack of art history knowledge (laughs) yeah the big arty people they were saying no this is nothing but a sketch you know it's a it's a preliminary sketch how can you call this a finished painting but actually now and you look at these paintings and they are stunning some of them you know like the sun is it sunset uh, the, the Monet sunset and things like that oh, I love those paintings and they're just little they're just just really loose brush strokes and they're beautiful but at the time it was not accepted it was laughed at it was ridiculed and it's almost turned on its head I don't think so so much now but I think perhaps five even you know yeah about five maybe ten years ago it almost became the other way around, didn't it? Where realism art was then like laughed at and poo-pooed and it was almost treated like, what do you call it, art by numbers or whatever it used to be called, paint yes. by numbers. Uh, and it was almost the other way where actually, no, only loose art is is real art now. You know, but it did. It took it took a long time for that kind of art to be accepted in the art world. And, and eventually, though, it was embraced. Um, but that does not mean to say that realism or tighter art or neat art is is 
not still a thing of skill and beauty because it is they both have their place and if if everybody followed the same herd of sheep you know art would not be nearly as interesting would it I mean imagine walking around a gallery and everything in that gallery was just you know you know painting after painting of loose and impressionistic drawings or paintings it it, you you get bored wouldn't you think it's all the same but again the same applies if it was every single painting in there was painted in a realism style I think the best thing about art is its diversity if everybody if every artist follows their instinctive style whether that's loose or otherwise then the art says a lot more about the artists themselves and speaks a lot less about what the current trend is and it they're all going to be very individual because it's more about the artist's personality do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's just so hard, isn't it? It's like going back to the old sweeping line things. I remember when I was at college, it's probably the opposite to you. In some ways, we were supposed, we were supposed to be being taught to draw well, <laughs> draw beautifully. <laughs> and we also did loads of experimenting. But in life drawing, we were supposed to draw with sweeping lines, you know, these mm. beautiful sweeping lines, except they never actually taught you how to draw <laughs> the sweeping lines, apart from this one lesson you had a week when they told you to do it. But I've heard Proco, you know Proco? He's yeah. that Draftsman podcast. We yeah. check that out. It's a really good podcast. Where he says that he went to an artillier school Mm. and he said how much they practiced creating this perfect line for the first time so I think the way you've been trained definitely will reflect how you draw now oh definitely yeah you know so I've never had you know what I would call proper drawing training you know to to draw and paint no one's ever taught me how to paint apart from a little night school lesson that's about my lot so yeah I'm unless I wanted to teach myself the classic way of painting, I'm never going to paint like that. So I'm probably going to paint looser. Whereas you decided it was what you wanted to do. And so you purposefully trained yourself, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, I did. But what- I mean, I mean, how lucky to go to an artillery school. I think they are the ones that really do, do what I would have, not what I felt I wanted to do at the time, but they're, they're kind of extremely expensive <laughs> art schools in Florence or something like that. You can't do that when you've got children, you know, you can't leave them. Strange. Well, funny, funny thing is, I'm fairly, sh- I, I could have got this wrong, but I'm fairly sure he went to an online one. Oh, really? Or oh, kind of like the Evolve program, maybe something like that. Yeah. That's pretty similar, isn't it? But I, I don't know for sure, but I, I remember him saying something and or, or his, you know, his co-host saying mm. something about this atelier being online. But, of course, that probably wasn't around no. when you were learning. No, no. I mean, no. Because it's so it ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Barely the internet had been invented, I think. No. <laughs> Barely the telephone. <laughs> yeah, it was yogurt pots and string. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, what is interesting, I think, about you is although you paint in this really really detailed way your sketchbook's really changed hasn't it because when we first met all the drawings in your sketchbook were really perfect I would say they were similar to your paintings they were really tidy really good but definitely not loose no they weren't they were quite refined and and I realized I had to change that (laughs) when we didn't have to no no but I felt like I was missing out because I'll tell you why well you know this um we met, didn't we? And we started going out on our sketching together and we were forming Kicking the Creatives and all that, this thing. And and 
what I realised when we were going out together is I had done a sketch in the time you had probably filled a sketchbook because you were just like slapping lines down and everything was just like yeah this is so much fun and and I was just you know concentrating on my tones and my perfect hatching and all this and um I just realized you know that looks really good fun just just letting go and just seeing what happens and so I think that was where things changed for me and I started I think the, the time we went out after that was the first time I was like, right, I'm just letting go here. And I just used a water-soluble pen, didn't I? And I just started scribbling. And, it, oh, my gosh, it felt so good. <laughs> it felt so good. It was like, um, yeah, it was a whole new thing. And Oh, my God, I, I didn't know what you were going to say it was like then. <laughs> <laughs> here she goes again, down to the gutter. <laughs> you paused, and I thought, that's what she's thinking. Every time, you know you go on about me not taking a breath. As yeah. soon as I take a breath, you think I'm bracing yeah, myself to say something. Thinking, just... Shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. My sketchbook now, I mean, shows a completely different side to me and my art because, you know, I do so love doing those loose sketches. And, and strangely, as opposed to my paintings, it, it actually now feels more natural for me to sketch in that much looser style than it does for me to do those ones in a more refined style that I used to. So that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and... so they are, they are orgasmic then, yeah? <laughs> if you say so, Tara. <laughs> and and um, are you saying, are you calling me loose? <laughs> <laughs> I think it came simply with the acceptance to just let go, embrace the fun of it, not take my sketchbook so seriously. Because in the end, it is a sketchbook. It's not a canvas. It is, it's a place um for fun and experimenting and just letting go and and in the end it kind of became quite natural but I do think if I'd actually tried and I put tried in quotations to be loose I don't think that would have worked for me it it would have just looked for so I think it came with time and um confidence in my own abilities and you know I think once you can draw you don't worry so much do you when a sketch isn't perfect because it just is what you what it is and and you you know that's not a reflection on your ability it's just a reflection on that particular drawing turned out crap you know it's so what big deal you know I suppose, I suppose it's like um you take one of these sort of great the masters I think like Picasso he started off and we're not comparing ourselves to Picasso <laughs> he, he started off and I think he drew he could drew, draw really well basically yeah. couldn't he yeah yeah and, um, and paint really well hmm. and then he obviously got to a point where he thought where do I take this and I guess he wanted to then break it down and then he, he started drawing all these weird ways and I guess that's that's almost like what you're saying isn't it once you know you can do it you can then start breaking the rules and and playing yeah and I, I think I was ready I was just ready to do that because you know if I'd have gone out if I'd have gone out at some point and I need to get this sketch down really loose lines and all the I, don't, I, I wouldn't have even understood myself I'd have said, I don't know how to do this then it just kind of came with that want and need to feel have some fun and not think of it as I am going to try sketching loosely it was like oh I'm gonna have some fun in here so it's kind of a different mindset I think but I actually think your sketching came from a different place it didn't come when we were out because I remember you 
sent me by text you sent me these drawings that you've been working on these sketches and you'd been doing these people really loosely had and I? it was yes you sent me this like I've drawn this old couple just in this kind of wobbly lines oh old yes. couple walking down a street and you go what do you think to these and I go oh. yeah I really like them I can't believe you've done them you know it didn't look like something you would do because you used to draw quite detailed and these, these really nice like pen or pencil sketches and and I, I really like what you did and I think you then took that and tried that when we were in London. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. So I think you'd probably been testing that out, messing about in your studio, and then and then found you enjoyed it. Yeah, and I really, really did. But it, but it's interesting, isn't it, that while I embrace now being really loose and free in my sketchbook, I, I just don't have any interest in taking that side of my art to the canvas because I really enjoy the pleasure that both styles give me and my paintings show one side of me and my sketches show the other maybe maybe as I've said before it's it's the Gemini in me perhaps it's that I don't know well I think that's a load of all rubbish but there you go (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you think it's rubbish it's absolutely true But like you said before, the worst thing you can do is if if you want to loosen up is to really try because I I just don't think that's going to work. But I think maybe we can suggest some ways and ideas of exercises, maybe like your tutor should have done, that might help you to loosen up things that maybe we've tried or experimented with in the past. Yeah, and um, yeah, I want to talk about some of the things I've tried. Some of them forced on me by you. very not gently we will do this try this try that I remember you in the V&A museum saying right you have one minute to sketch that statue uh it was really funny and it obviously worked though didn't it it? did oh it's fantastic it was it was really good but yeah there's so there's timed drawings that's one way um of loosening up and I in fact it's the one one thing we did on, on that adobe max video that we filmed we we did a time drawing didn't we in five minutes just to sort of say to people just try it because because I absolutely used to hate time drawings and I remember when you you used to say to me try a time drawing I'll be I hate time drawings and I some reason I can't get the ticking clock out of my head and I think I'm because I know it's ticking along in the background it it kind of makes me nervous and I'm I think about that thing isn't it yeah I think about that more than I do the actual drawing process um however I I hate to admit it I know you hate it when I'm right Tara and uh, (laughs) I also hate it when you're right but you were right I am going to say that just once don't sort of like get a big head or anything but yeah you were right it it did really help take that hesitancy away because I realized in the end okay if I'm going to do this, I, I have got to just start. I can't worry about the timer. I just, I can't hesitate and think, okay, I press the timer and now where am I going to start? What, where, what am I going to start with? You just stick the pencil down and you put, you know, you start. And that's half the battle won. And um, I have to say, I quite like time drawings now. I quite like well, them. I and, and funny a bit you, that you suggested that for the Adobe thing. You, you, um, sent to me oh why don't we do an exercise why don't we do a time draw and I'm like 
<laughs> and and I said, what was so funny is I said, why don't we do a three minute time drawing? And two you, minute, you suggested. Did I say two minutes? Yeah. And you said, two minutes? No, let's go for five. And it would have been the other <laughs> way around, wouldn't it? And in fact, at some, in some, there was, um, when we had been drawing, and you know, I had started embracing that funny sketch book. Um, yeah. It was quite funny because I think when I finally got that, and that became what I wanted to do. When I think the next time we went out sketching, I think I'd filled about three pages in my sketchbook when you just done one. So it kind of turned the tables a bit yeah. at one point, didn't it? It was quite funny. I think we're pretty even Stevens now, but yeah, I think we are. Yeah. So uh, so time drawings that that helps to take the hesitancy away. So that's one way you can help yourself to loosen up without, without it actually being I must loosen up. It's just that you're trying to get the basic shapes down in as short a time as possible so you can't help but loosen up and um and here's another thing I used to absolutely hate have you noticed everything I hate is yeah, you know, all I of our it. exercises and kicking the creatives <laughs> and, <laughs> of which I'm noticed... a co-founder of <laughs> and have you noticed also the things I suggested you to do not just the first oh, one don't doesn't she go on she goes on and on and on about this yeah come on <laughs> so another thing I used to absolutely hate is uh blind contour drawing um but again you know having done quite a lot of it under duress by Tara <laughs> I really now enjoy it I really do and um it is another great way of loosening up if you if you want to and some of my favorite pages in my sketches now are blind contour drawings. So for anyone who doesn't know what a blind contour drawing is, basically it's when you put your pen on the paper, but you do not look at the paper. You only look at the subject in front of you. And what you do is you follow your eyes with your hands. So um, you, you're not, you're just kind of like, you're, you can't see your hand on the paper at all. You're literally just looking ahead at what you're drawing and you can get some really, really quirky results with that. And, um, I hated it at first, and I think I hated it because I, it was always a, an appalling drawing at the end of it. But that's actually the point, isn't it? It's the point of doing it because you're not frightened the re, of the result. And that's the, the thing I get now is because you're not frightened of the result because you know it's not going to be a great drawing, you can see it for what it is, and then you start seeing the joy and the fun in it. And now I really enjoyed them. And actually, when I do a blind contour drawing now, it's surprising how things are, you know, in perhaps more the correct place than they would have been when I started doing them because actually my hand my hand eye coordination has improved from doing those drawings so you know they are really actually good to do for that reason alone I'm just going to say about those when you've done the blind contour drawing just because you've drawn it like that so you started off and you've not looked at what you're drawing but you just looked at your paper mm. so you do that there's no, nothing to say that you can't then go back into it and I think sometimes there are really good way to start you've got that starting point with all the quirks and then you can go into it you can darken areas you can add extra lines and they, they can look so good we've got a few people in our group who are using that to do urban sketches on honestly they're amazing aren't they oh they really really are and and you can go ahead and add color later I mean I remember those blind control drawings I did of those three faces and I added some watercolor after and I think that's I really really like them that kind of really made them didn't it but another thing you can also do is um semi-blind contour drawing and by that I mean you start off in the same way as you would a normal blind contour like you say you just put your hand on the page and you look ahead 
up, then periodically, and I mean periodically, every sort of 30 seconds or so, you look down at your page and you just make sure you're in the right spot, if you, if you know what I mean. So this still gets those really interesting results, but it is in a slightly more controlled way. So you, your drawing is quirky, but it is more what you want it to be, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, I seem to have loads here. So you could also draw with a water-soluble medium and then periodically spray water on it because that sort of takes away the control to a degree. There's an element of surprise because um, you don't quite know what that water-soluble ink's going to do. And um, this takes me back, and I'm sure anyone who listens to this podcast has probably heard this story quite a few times, but one of my favourite sketches in my sketchbook um, is the one I did when the two of us, Tara, we were sketching just outside of St James's Park in London, weren't we? And I think it's your favourite sketch of mine too. Am I right? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. So um, the two of us had been sketching for probably, what, 10 minutes, do you think, um, before all of a sudden this unexpected torrential downpour just hit us, didn't it? It was so unexpected that we we barely managed to get under a porch um, before our sketchbooks had been absolutely soaked. And because I'd been using water-soluble ink, the rain had just made this ink bleed everywhere so as we got under the porch I was like oh this is a disaster it's totally ruined and and you saw it and you straight away you went no I really like that leave the page open you've got to let it dry let's go find a cafe and um it was really strange because as as it dried and we were talking about this and you were sort of seeing this amazing thing you thought was so great, I was looking at it thinking, it's awful. Tara, what are you thinking? I think, I think you worked into it a little bit more, didn't you, then, in the cafe? I, I Basically, what it was, I think you'd sort of said, I really like it. No, you've, it's really lovely. I love it. It's one of my favourite ones you've done. And I suddenly kind of detached from it as being something I had done. And I was kind of looking at it perhaps with your eyes, maybe. And I thought, do you know what? Now it's drying off. I kind of... I'm kind of starting to like it now. And I I decided what would make it pop a little bit was adding a splash of red. So I just, I think I just put two areas, I think it was a car and maybe a post box that I've just made red or something like that. And it made it, it just took it somewhere else. And now I really like that sketch. And to this day, I do actually think it's one of my favourite ones I've ever done. Have you framed it? No. <laughs> no. We should do. I, I'm not saying it's worthy of a frame, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like it, which is... You can get it for a Mazda, quite cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So go no. on, Sarah, what about you? What, what suggestions do you have? Well, I have some suggestions, but before that, I just wanted to mention this thing I saw the other day. I've actually sent it to you as a message, but um, Cara Bullock, if you go and look at Cara Bullock Art on Instagram, she's done this video where she's used charcoal with gesso. And I just, I'd never have thought of using charcoal with gesso. But basically, she's done a charcoal drawing of her face. And then this is, this is the same sort of thing of putting water on something. But then she's got like a, I don't know what it, it, I don't know if it's a bit of card or something, basically, something wide with clear gesso on it. And she just wiped it all over this face drawing. And then when it's dry, I think it's when it's dry, she's drawn back into it again because it's really, it's really quick. But, oh, my God, it's amazing. Oh, I'll and have to have would, a look at those. And you would just never think of putting, it's almost like, okay, I've done this nice face drawing and now I'm just going to wipe stuff all over it. And you think, <laughs> oh, it's 
could have completely blur the charcoal, obviously, and pull it around. The effect it gives is just amazing. And what I like about that is if you are quite a controlled person, I mean, she's done a very controlled charcoal drawing. So it's, it, no, it's really lovely. And then she's just gone, right, I'm now going to kind of mess it up. But in fact, it doesn't mess it up. It makes it amazing. So it's taking a risk, though, isn't it? Because if you've done something you really like, then you've got that risk of I could ruin this. Well, that's exactly what she's put. She's put Mm. sometimes you have to be fun and just F, F, asterisk, asterisk, something, you know what I mean? Just (laughs) basically be prepared to F it up. (laughs) (laughs) One thing like that anyway. And that's what you're good at, isn't it? I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I don't mean effing it up. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm good at, I'm good at that. I'm good at, I, I think you're good at not being precious about something and just thinking, okay, yeah, I've done this. It's, and I'd quite like it, but actually what happened if I do this? Okay, it might ruin it, but I'm going to try it anyway. And sometimes it's a gem, isn't it? And sometimes it's not, but. Yeah, I mean, the painful thing is when you do that. I mean, I, I've got a dog drawing that I did in near colour. And at the end, sometimes I go and I put some kind of sweeping black lines at the like real, just, I move my whole arm and do it. Yeah. And sometimes you put on anything. Oh my God. Why? <laughs> why? Because you can't get rid of it. But sometimes I've done things like that and I thought, oh, that that's just made it. By yeah. putting that brush stroke or something, it's completely made it. But yeah, I, I've got a few ideas anyway. So first one is to draw using scribbles or basically just to force your pen or pencil to keep moving. Have you ever tried drawing with scribbles? Well, I guess you could say that I know what you're saying. You're talking about a different kind of scribble than I was yeah. using with those old people in my sketchbook, aren't you? So you're talking about literally just keeping your pen moving and scribbling around. In loops, basically. Yeah, in loops. And then yeah. you go over the areas more and more where you want it to be darker and blah, blah, blah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That is. No, I haven't. <laughs> so basically, well, basically, you're doing the other thing I say, which is basically keeping your pen or pencil moving because that's a essentially what you're doing with the old people aren't you you're taking taking the line for a walk that's it posh word says whatever that means (laughs) so basically you're you're drawing them without letting your pen or pencil stop and it's kind of dancing basically oh that beautiful it is dancing on the page yeah yeah so yeah but try try the scribble version try the loopy scribbles because there's no way you can be tight when you're drawing loopy scribbles I'm sure that's not a correct term. There we go. <laughs> and another thing you can try is to hold your pen or pencil near the end because that takes away all control. Well, not all control, but a lot of it. So I absolutely love this. And I, I've talked about this before. I use this to create intuitive characters where I basically just wave my pen around on the page in a kind of loose face shape. And then I start drawing into it. But if you just try and draw something like that with your pen loose at the end, whatever it is, whether it's a building, a still life, draw like that. You don't have to stay like that. You start like that. And then, like we've said before, that you can then go and work into it afterwards. But it just gives you some interesting lines. But if you want to take that to further extremes, you could also tape your pen or pencil to a brush and then you hold the brush. And I've spoken before how someone does it with garden canes. Oh, yes amazing but you just you just get loads of little interesting lines going on it looks fantastic another thing similar to what you said about wetting your page uh wetting your page after you've drawn on it is to wet your paper first and then work with a water soluble medium because 
I don't know if you try this, but it's practically impossible to be precise when you've got wet paper. Yeah, I have tried it and I don't like it. <laughs> How did I know you'd say that? I hate doing that. <laughs> but I did it in, um, you know, my near colours course that I, yeah. I've done. I did it in there for a canal scene. Uh, and what it does is basically I dip the crayon into water and I also wet the paper. So there's absolutely no way on earth that you can be precise with that. But it becomes fun because you're just, you're basically pushing colour around. But again, you don't have to leave it like that. You can start like that and then draw into it more precisely afterwards if you want. Uh, you can also switch to using a broader medium. You said you've got loads. I've got tons here. You're giving me tons. <laughs> yeah, so you can switch to use a broader medium. So if you're used to using like a fine liner or a pencil, you could go to pastels or charcoal. Basically, anything that doesn't let you draw really finely. Yeah, it just takes me back, though, to that blooming neo-colour when you were doing that neo-colour course. And uh, I tried, didn't I? I think I was I was going to do some drawing um, of neo color for the course and I was, and, and it was funny because I said Tara I, there's, I have no place in this course because I hate neo colors <laughs> I, I love neo colors that other people have done but I don't like using them myself so I, I realized that that no I'm not going to do that and I tried to draw this hand didn't I do you remember that the hideous but it looked great see this I... is this is the problem because two people can look at the same drawing so you've done this sketch of the hand haven't you and you send it to me and you hate it yeah I love it oh it was awful <laughs> And you were like, I love that hand. It's, a, it's so good. And I'm like, Tara, I am not. <laughs> that is not, I'm not going to be teaching Neocolor because clearly I, I, this is not a medium for me. <laughs> and you said, I really like it. But I, I suppose it's because it's just a medium I wasn't used to. And I was trying to produce something fairly realistic with something that wasn't, isn't meant for that. It's not meant really yeah. for that, is it? So yeah, wrong, no, wrong medium, basically. For me. Yeah. But I, it's one of those things as well, though, isn't it? It's it's in the eyes beholder. It's, yes. it's like I've shown you sketches that I hate. Yeah. Or, or the worst face that I've drawn, you'll say is your very favourite. It's so interesting, quite, isn't it? Yeah. Bizarre. Mm. Anyway, I've got some more. I seem to have a massive long list. So you, you've got to chip in with some of these. So let's <laughs> you can do the first one. Listen, you always, you always say I talk too much. So I've got... I've got contour drawings and that's another way to lose up. This isn't blind contour. This is when you're actually, you're looking at what you're drawing, you're looking at your page. But I guess with a similar idea that you keep your pen moving, with contour drawings, say you're drawing a face, the only way you can get to the eye is to, you know, make a line going to the eye because you can't lift your pen off paper. And I think that loosens you up because you're no, you know you're going to have lines where you shouldn't have lines and it makes it more interesting. So that's like a continuous line drawing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? Contour drawing. Yeah. Well, I suppose it yeah, is, I meant it's, it's contour, blind contour, but but without the blindfold. <laughs> In a way, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah, it's continuous line. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. probably got that bit wrong. I apologise. <laughs> yeah. And then you can also use your wrong hand to start the drawing and give it some character. But I, I have a problem with this one. I don't know about you. Do you ever draw with your wrong hand? I have done to um, demonstrate the challenges, yeah. Yeah, I have, but it's never that bad. Isn't it interesting? Because I remember thinking that. I remember when I drew with my left hand thinking, this is going to be terrible, but actually it wasn't too bad. And I was like, oh, I'm quite surprised how much control I've got over this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really weird. 
and and but I think it all depends you know how much you're used to drawing and stuff like that but what I do find is that if I do it I have to slow down incredibly so it makes me draw in a different way but it's definitely worth giving that a try actually I'm just trying to imagine now writing with my left hand how whether I would I can hear the thought. I, I, I am literally not, I haven't got pen, but I've got my fingers in the pen position and I'm, I'm drawing on my surface and I get the really cogs. Nice. Yeah. Funny enough, my son Charlie's left-handed. Yeah. Why is that funny enough? I don't know, really. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because I'm, I'm not, and I, you'd expect your son to be the same as you. Actually, that said, um, Paul, my husband, he is um, right-handed, but he is only right-handed because he was pretty much forced at school to draw, uh, sorry, to, to write with his right hand. But he's now kind of ambidextrous where he's good with both of his hands. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wait for his sisum, won't you? <laughs> But he he he's writing his handwriting isn't great, and it's not great because he was never naturally meant to be right-handed. It was kind of forced on him. So basically, he is left-handed. That's probably why Charlie's left-handed. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always said that to him. I, I said, you know, I've said I think you were actually meant to be left-handed, but it was forced on you to be right-handed, which is where Charlie's left-handedness comes from because it didn't come from me. Yeah. But anyway, well, I kind of well with that. I know Kevin <laughs> can play sport with. The other hand for some sports which is weird yeah so yeah paul can he can he can you know bat with his his left or right yeah i can't which sport i know at least one or two he, he's played with the other hand before but yeah <laughs> anyway certainly not related but there we go <laughs> uh, you can also and this is a bit like you did for your tutor actually is challenge yourself to deliberately make a bad drawing Yes, and it really works. It's totally what you did, isn't it? I mean, I know you didn't like it, but you may have liked elements of it. That's that's No, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't like any of it at all. (laughs) To this day, I cannot see anything good in that drawing. (laughs) But one thing I did that's very similar to this is I've got terrible writing, which is most of the time it's fine because you you type everything, but I was doing some... uh, hands. I was doing some cartoons. I wanted a handwritten sort of look to go with it. So, of course, my handwriting's shocking. So what I decided to do was to make it even worse. So whereas I can't write very straight, I was like, right, I'm going to make it even wonkier. So all the letters go really up and down and tilt them. Some are bigger, some are smaller. But because I pushed it so much, it looks deliberate. And I think if you try that with a drawing, I'd be interested to see your results. It's quite funny because I remember somebody actually said to you, didn't they? Because you, you you used to do your one-liners. You know, when you did your cart- some of your cartoons, you did one-liners with them, didn't you? Yeah. And I, didn't somebody say to you, what font are you using? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> funny when my writing's so bad. Yeah, they're interested to know what font I use. So Maybe you should it. create a font and call it something and then... Oh, I haven't got the patience for that, I'm afraid. Yeah. Anyway, next next one is you might want to get rid of the blank paper first by messing up the page. And this could be just by putting a load of collage on it or making a background or putting a coffee ring on it. And I think some of that is just because we're so precious, aren't we? Got this beautiful sheet of paper and you get scared to draw on it. Stick a coffee ring on it. It's ruined it's already. Quite, yeah, exactly. 
Okay, I've got another one, which is try laying down your color first and then working into it. So you could do that with watercolors. Like say, say for example, you were drawing a cafe scene. Hmm. You might put a blob of watercolor for the people's clothes, a little blob for the head, you know, a little blob for the table. No, not a little blob, but you know what I mean. So you're not being too precise, and then you work into it afterwards. And some of my favorite drawings I did in London were where I put down markers first. Do you remember them? Yeah, I do. They were great. But it wasn't so much they were great drawings, but it seemed to have movement in it. So there was people standing outside or in this building. And because you can't catch them very quick, because they don't stay there very long, there might be like a guy leaning against a post for a few minutes. So I'd get like my marker, draw roughly his coat in, in a yellow you know, yellow area and then trousers yeah. in a bit of brown. And then I'd get my pen afterwards and just squiggle in his outline but there's something about that that really it just gives it a real looseness doesn't it there's one more thing that you could try that um and this is one that I actually learned from a I don't think yeah it's a live drawing class an online live drawing class and I can't actually remember who it was by I'm really sorry but they had this task because they do it where people they they would dress up in clothes basically it's like a fashion one Mm. but they gave us a task to draw without outlines and that is actually really hard because you're so used to when you're drawing. I know with paint, you can do it more, but this was so. So if you were looking at someone's face, you would have to kind of draw the shadow, but you'd have to like color a block in. Oh, I sense. see. So you're shadow yeah. shaping. perhaps. You're sh- yeah, <clears throat> that's the right word. You're <clears throat> shadow shaping. But you could use color as well. But the idea was just to avoid outlines. And it's just, again, the only thing it's doing really is breaking you out of your normal way of working to try something different. Yeah, actually, that's very um, effective as well, a shadow shape. So if you're sketching someone outdoors and, you know, you, you don't want to, you're not after a likeness, but you want it to look like a face, you can literally just scribble the shadow in and it gives it some kind of form so you can tell it's a head or a, without actually being detailed. So that's another way of being loose in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, do you have any suggestions on being neater? Because obviously people like me well, want to go the opposite way. Well, yeah, we said, didn't we, in the very beginning, the whole point of this episode is to say, you know, do you have to be loose? Of course you don't. So if, if you're look, you know, listening to this and thinking, yeah, but the, you said you don't have to be loose, so why are we doing all this? Actually, those people have probably switched off, so they're going to miss the yeah, bit they need to listen to. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, if you, if you just decide, actually, no, I... I don't want to necessarily be loose, but actually you already are loose and you, you want to kind of tidy up a bit. I don't, again, you shouldn't force it. I think it's largely about your personality and you definitely need to embrace who you are in your art. So if you are naturally loose, why fight it? Uh, and, and that's how I felt with my painting. You know, if I'm naturally not so loose, why fight that? If you're naturally inclined to draw or paint loosely, then maybe realism is not something you should be aiming for. But then again, forcing something doesn't doesn't usually work. And you can actually stop enjoying the process of creating art altogether if you do do that. But if, if weirdly, right, what, what helps me to be neat is just to relax. Isn't that weird? Just relax and get in the zone and not concentrate too much. You'd think it would be the opposite, wouldn't you? You'd think I'd be How sitting there. How'd you get in the zone? Uh, okay, so the way I would do that is I'd, I might listen to some, so I'd have a playlist going on in the background or I'd have a podcast going on in the background. And Would it be us? No. 
no. But I'm painting, I've got my music on in the background, or I've got a podcast, and somehow it that takes that initial, that soul focus off of my art, and it, it lends part of it to something else. And I think by doing this, it means I'm not overworking something. I'm just, I'm not being too over-focused. So it's weird. Yeah, that's what helps me. It just, just relax. But I'll tell you what else I do as well. I draw a map of the shadows before I actually start my paintings. So it's like shadow a tonal. shapes. Yeah, shadow shapes. It's like a tonal painting in a way. So by doing this, I've got the main three tones, dark, mid-tone and light. So they're already down. I don't do the light. I leave those as white. So I'll get the dark, the the mid-tones and the darks in. And because they're already down in the beginning, it makes the rest a lot easier to do. And it helps me not to overthink things later on because that harder work is already done. All that main important part of tones is already down. So uh, that's another way of doing it. And one thing I'll say is I'm, I'm definitely not a slave to my reference. So... I am people sort of describe me as a realism painter. I am not a photo realism painter at all. Um, I often do what's right for the painting or what I feel is right for the painting rather than to focus on exactly what's in front of me. Because, you know, if you've got a still life set up and then, you know, there's a wall behind you and there's a, I don't know, there's an ugly stain on the wall, you, know, you don't have to paint that in, you know, <laughs> you can leave that out. And, um, I, I like to just pick the bits that I love about something and I push those. I I will take I will put less focus on the things that I don't particularly like about it. So yeah, you could call it realism, but actually you've heard me describe it before as a romantic truth, and that's what I would call my painting style. Also, like we sort of going back to what we said before, I will use a medium that suits my style. So a chunky marker or neo colours would be completely wrong for me. Um, I use oils and I use them because I can blend them over time and they don't dry so quickly and I can get the effect I want. But, you know, the main point to remember in this whole thing is that tightening up doesn't necessarily mean being overly precise or overthinking things, just as loosening up doesn't necessarily mean get it down scribbly and fast. I think the main thing to do is let's call it relaxing rather than loosening up or tightening up. You'll find that just using that word relaxing about it, that will help you hugely. If my my tutor back then had said, just relax, don't overthink it, that would have made much more sense to me and probably had much more of an effect on my art at the time than using those words, loosen up. Because what what does it mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think overall it's basically just be true to your own personality, isn't it? Yeah. And don't feel that good art has to be loose. You know, you get great art in many different styles. So Yeah, and you'll you'll evolve over time naturally anyway, whether you want to or not. Yeah, don't have any preconceived idea of what good art has to be and what's correct. It can be anything you want it to be. Mm. Anyway, we've got the answers to the previous question. And the question was, if a therapist was to analyse you through your art, what do you think they'd say and why? And we've got so many answers as well, and they're really interesting. Um, we've got Brave Artist on Instagram, um, and they say there's no denial or suppression of the inner world. She doesn't hide how she feels, and she expresses her artist's nature through words, poems, and pictures. Also, she has healed a lot of trauma through the art process, or she is just one loopy lady. I like that. Yeah. 
I've got Artical 5, and they say, to quote John McEnroe, you cannot be serious. <laughs> and there are lots of ways to interpret that, followed by, you're obviously having a lot of fun. And that's the important thing, isn't it? Um, Eve Bluefoot, maybe he or she would say that I'm sick and nuts. I don't know. I'm just repeating what many people say. But a therapist, I have no idea. And, and Eve's are. I love Eve's are. So I don't yeah. think she's sick and nuts. I no, she's definitely think... not sick. Uh, oh, she might uh, be nuts. <laughs> she might, we like nuts, don't we? Yeah, we like nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not those thought. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Right. Anyway, quick, come on. Moving on, on. We've got New Peasant, and they say, slightly messy, distracted, time poor old Biddy, who no longer gives much of a, uh, 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 what therapist thing? I didn't know how to say that, but. Beep. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Beat me over. Yeah. Cheryl Wright, 55. A walk through my sketchbooks will reveal that I'm all about capturing my daily life, the simple, ordinary, the seemingly mundane things that sit here and there and everywhere. Why? Because I'm totally settled into my retirement and making no apology for being a homestayer before, during, and most likely long after COVID. Oh, I'm a bit of an old homestayer as well. So yeah. I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. I've got Sea Wolf, and they say something is trying to get out. <laughs> okay, Val loves to create. She's true to her spirit, expresses what she feels, and works hard to heal from the inside out. I've got John F. R. Monroe, and he says, looking at the John notes that she took, the therapist would say, there's enough for more than one book. In fact, enough to fill a shelf. I now feel I need a therapist myself. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, Cavary, oh, I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Cavary Barath? I'm so sorry if I have not pronounced that right. Um, but they say I would be very interested in why a therapist would be looking at my art. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I don't think I even know what my art encompasses, to tell you the truth. I draw, I paint, I make ceramic sculpture, I make pots, I quilt, and I've been getting quite creative with mask making. Sometimes I even get creative in the kitchen and the food that comes out of it is also my art. So I guess it would depend on what the therapist was looking at. If she, he or they were looking at my pots, they would probably think I was very grounded and a wholesome person but looking at my quilts where I keep to no rules and get quite bold and flamboyant they'd probably think I was a real rebellious rule breaker my drawings are far more confident than my paintings but I'm just realizing that my gregarious chatty nature and my sense of humor doesn't really come through any of my art I wonder why I wish a therapist would look at my work now and tell me yeah very interesting Mm. I've got Alan Green and he says, they'd say, Greeny, you have a very dirty mind. <laughs> I need to work on that. So they say, Greeny, you've got a very sick mind. <laughs> Margaret Gray, I'm not sure they could read me through my art. If I allowed it all to come out, they would likely say I have an overactive imagination and I'm using art to distract myself from all my anxieties, which I will admit I am. It seems my inner weirdness comes out more in my writing. I've got Andy W. Art. I think the careful detail I do would give me away as an introvert and a darker comic and illustration work I do would make them say, call Battersea Dogs home. We have a sick puppy here. (laughs) Okay, and I've got Kerry Caffin. Now, um, 
She says, looking at my personal work and not commissions, I think the therapist might say, you are trying to turn something toxic and poisonous into a positive. Now, Kerry happens to be one of my best friends, um, also an incredibly talented artist. Um, I don't mean also as in like me. I mean, just (laughs) she's one of my best friends and she's an incredibly uh, talented artist. And she has had an incredibly traumatic few years and I think she is now finding ways to, um, for an outlet, I guess, in her art. And I hope that has a positive effect on on her, um, you know, her mindset. I've got Sherry McDonald and she says that it helps me get out of my trauma. I've got art by Jackie P. I usually use quite bright colours. So a therapist would probably say I'm cheerful, optimistic person. A lot of my pen drawings are very intricate, so there's a side to me that knows detail can be important, and they show I'm patient. I draw and paint quite a lot from imagination, but I often spoil a piece by overworking, trying to fix the unfixable, not knowing when to quit. That sounds right. Also, I can't stick to just one medium and switch around a lot, so I'll never be a master, perhaps because I need some variety in my life, which can be pretty boring sometimes. Overall, a mix-up. I've got Kathy Richardson. and She says he or she would ask me, why did it take you so long to gain enough confidence in yourself that you could do something you enjoy so much? Oh, that's so true. Yeah, I think we can, a lot of us can relate to that. Um, Mariah Kelly or Maria Kelly, given that I've recently started to try abstract landscapes, they'd probably say this girl is a complete mess. <laughs> Oh, I disagree. I love your abstract landscapes, Maria. Yeah, yeah. I've got Rovin J and she says, I've already been tagged as a person of interest by Google based on my search history to find a good beach bum ass tush bottom resources to paint. They're giving me two <laughs> options, therapy or life without parole. <laughs> oh, I love your bum Roman J. I, <laughs> I love your bums. <laughs> Have you Sorry. ever seen a bum? <laughs> I love your bums, Roman J. They make me laugh. They are a therapy in themselves. Um, oh, is it you next? Oh, I've messed up there. Sorry. I've got, You've I've got given yourself one. two. You just love chatting today, don't you? <laughs> no, I, I make sure you get all the long ones. Yeah, you so, do. So I, I'm <laughs> I've got Hilary Milner. And she says, seeing as my art is very abstract, colourful, cartoonish, childlike, take your pick i'm sure any therapist would say i need to grow up not be so messy my reply would be but i like being like this that's the important thing isn't it (laughs) yeah laura mulcahy sorry if i've pronounced that wrong well i adore animals and drawing them more than anything so they'd probably tell me it appears my fair lady you are suffering from doolittle syndrome no not eliza doctor (laughs) i thought she meant she was doing little I did, that did cross my mind. That crossed my mind when I said it. I've got Donna Holmes and she says, I try out most art styles, usually after a podcast or IG recommendation. So I think mine would say, this girl ain't got no clue what she wants to do, but at least she gives it a go. And I've got Rob Myers. Well, where do I start with mine? I'm sure he or she would say, I'm definitely glad you came. Pass this guy a straight jacket. My art speaks for itself. I love his art. I like Rob's art. I do. I've got Jo Brown and she says, I'm one of those people who writes significant words 
diatribes, poems to underlay their paintings. Sometimes I collage with private notes, letters, photos, drawings before painting over them. If the therapist had x-ray eyes, they'd know how much more about me than I want them to. I won't sleep tonight. Now, next time she draws something, I'm going to be trying to see what I can see underneath it. Michael Beckett, he says, I would say that artists don't speak therapist and therapists don't speak artist. So I hope my therapist just enjoys my art for what it is. Fun and engaging paintings, drawings, nothing deep. I'm shallow. I don't believe you're shallow, Michael. <laughs> Neither. I've got Chris Cart. Probably that I see humour in the world and I understand and enjoy dogs more than I do people. Yeah, with you there. So I've got Aisha Guerrero, that I am fun but might need to go outside my comfort zone a bit more. So I suppose that's a bit like what we've been talking about today, isn't it? Yeah, try some of those exercises now. Yeah. Anyway, we have got a brand new question for you, which is, have your personal experiences or situations ever influenced your art? If so, how? So have your personal experiences or situations ever influenced your art? And if so, how? You can tweet us your answers at Kick Creators or let us know in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, I suggest you do. We'll also put the question up there and also on our Facebook page and on Instagram, which is Kick in the Creatives. And we hope that gave you the kick in the creatives that you needed. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you are enjoying the podcast, we would be so, so grateful if you would leave us a little review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us, whatever platform you listen to us on, or even just a star rating if you don't have much time. It all helps us. And don't forget, if you want to, you can still watch us on the Adobe Max Creativity Conference. It's completely free. If you just search for Adobe Max 2021, and then when you get in there searching for the speakers, you can just search for us. We'll also put that link up in the group as well. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which we haven't made any for a while, but who knows? (laughs) More one day. (laughs) <laughs> I think we will be. Um, and, you know, don't forget, if you do enjoy what we do and you would like to help us here um, with the costs of running Kick in the Creatives, because it does cost us, um, you can now just buy us a coffee um, by using the Kofi support link on our website. And we would be eternally grateful. We always are eternally grateful for any support we get. So thank you in advance. And that is it for this week. And we will see you next time. Yeah, see ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. Okay, I now have a challenge for you. Oh my gosh, what? Okay, I want you to get your coffee a bit later, make a ring on the paper and then doodle on that paper. Okay. Have I got yeah. to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Preferably okay. with a chunky marker. And I want to see the results by okay. the end of the week. Please. By the end of the week. She's giving me homework <laughs> now. Can you believe that? <laughs>